Luke 5, verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. your faith he's calling you out into the deep don't be afraid to launch out into the deep when we trust in our savior your dreams Good evening. Welcome to Into the Deep Talk Show. Amen. This is our second episode, and it's it's gonna be amazing. Amen. All right. So before I introduce our guest host today, let me just give you a little background of the show. The purpose of this show is to bring a word to the world so others can understand who they are while uncovering just what they can do in their life. In the end, fulfilling God's divine purpose. Yeah, good. And where we see this show, we see we will see miracles, signs, wonders throughout the lives of individuals. This show comes across. Amen. On last week, we had Apostle Mary Royal as our host. And this week, we have Pastor Johnny Acevedo, the pastor of Destiny Church in Orange, Texas. Destiny Church is a radical church in the pursuit of Jesus, truly caring passion to see others encounter the fullness of the love of God. Together, they operate. Him and his wife operate in an apostolic anointing that is coupled with a strong prophetic flow, partnering with the anointing and flow with their passion for discipleship and evangelism. Gives them <laughs> a unique ability to expand the kingdom of God and launch people into their destiny. Both are acknowledged regionally as kingdom trendsetters. They are eager to launch each they are eager to launch others in the same manner to develop healthy family connections. Help me welcome Pastor Johnny Acevedo. <laughs> hey how are so, you Leander? Hello, hello. I'm good. So you have anything to say Pastor Johnny before we get started? Oh man, just that it's so exciting to be here. It's absolutely an 
uh, an honor every time I get opportunities like this uh, to talk about Jesus, to talk about the love of Jesus, to, to just talk about him and, and uh, you know, to disciple and, and help people, you know, just understand more of who they are. And man, Leander, I just want to thank you for, for doing this and putting this together. And uh, I know this is going to be, man, this is going to be huge for the kingdom, man, for our region, for your city and beyond. And for all those watching, uh, just, man, just thank you for, for having me on. Gotta get that mic right. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, I love your background, man. Thank you. It's the logo for the show. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Boom. Much better. In there. There we go. So as we get into the show, as we as we all as we started last week, we're gonna, we're gonna start with a little surface talk. That's a little bit about what's going on in Beaumont, Texas. And since we have Pastor Johnny, who's from Orange, Texas, we're gonna hear a little bit about what's going on in Orange, Texas. But in Beaumont, Texas, we want to congratulate Beaumont United High School for winning second place in the state championships. Awesome. Amen. They didn't get the three peak, but they did something great for our city. So we want to just congratulate awesome. them. Amen. That's awesome. And Beaumont, Texas is getting ready for the Southeast Texas State Fair. Yeah. It's coming at the end of this month. So if you want to go, it's getting ready. The the uh, information is up on um Beaumont's website and also Channel 12 News. There we go. So, Pastor Johnny, what's going on in Orange? Well, man, uh, you know, we got we got a lot of things, you know, um, governmentally, man, God has just been blessing our city. Um, you know, we've just been seeing the Lord move tremendously in that. Um, there's been a, a, a huge push in our city for continued prayer, uh, both on, on really in, in so many different realms. You know, in our school districts, we've been seeing more emphasis on worship nights and school and prayer and stuff at our schools. And this has been happening for, for months now. Uh, and so, um, you know, as far as that goes, man, event wise, there's a few things kind of like you said, it must be fair season because orange is about to have their lion's den fair, their carnival down here at lion's den park. And it's always a fun time for that. Um, great evangelism, uh, always takes place at these, at these fairs. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, we actually have, so we we're hosting a community baby shower on April the 8th. And uh, we've been helping out 30. Uh, we did it last year, and this is going to be our second annual time to do it. So it's a community baby shower. We're helping 30 families. And I think right now we have right around 20 or 21 families that have signed up. And we're just going to just just bless these new families, um, you know, with, with all the essentials and beyond that they would need uh, for their for their new babies. Um, that and then, um, uh, I mean, other than those types of things and what God's been doing, man, like it's just 
it's been a very healthy culture, been a healthy thing that God is doing here in our city. Uh, just seeing the glory of God, more, you know, churches continuing to, to connect, continuing to unite. Um, but um, man, it's just, it's an exciting time in the kingdom, man. All right. So now, right, we're going to dig into, I say it's one of my favorite courts of the show is we're going to dig into the icebreaker. <laughs> All right? So the icebreaker is where we get to know our guest speaker and by asking three questions. And we also going to get to dig, dig again into this or that hot or cold. All right. So the first question I want to ask Pastor Johnny is what is the favorite? What is your favorite thing that you have bought this year in 2023? Oh, oh man. Favorite Thing. Oh my gosh, man. Put me on the spot on that, man. I don't know. Um, oh my goodness. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, okay. Actually, I know what it is. It was my uh it was my Philadelphia Eagles NFC championship uh t-shirt. We we won the NFC championship, didn't win the Super Bowl, but that was probably my favorite thing to buy this year. Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah. But yeah. All right, and the next one, next question is, what is your dream vacation? Oh man, this is a beautiful question. Mm -hmm. uh, my dream vacation, um, it would probably be like, so I'm not a, I'm not like a beach guy. I'm not like a water guy or anything like that. So for me, it would probably dream vacation would be going to a big city uh, and, and going to a bunch of thrift shops and doing some shopping and some thrift shops and. Uh, just eating at like 25 different pizza places. <laughs> just me and my wife doing that. That would be my dream vacation. Like nothing else, uh, no other responsibility except for shopping at thrift shops and uh, and eating pizza. Nothing else. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, okay. Last question. All right. All right. So let's say you had 15 minutes. Okay. Right? You had 15 minutes to spend $10,000. What would you what would you buy? 15 minutes. All right. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to answer this because obviously I could answer you, you know, in a, in a very Christian godlike manner. Hallelujah. But if I had 10 grand that I could spend in 15 minutes. Oh, man. Honestly, I would probably um, I would upgrade my entertainment system here at my house. New TV, surround sound lights. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably what I would do. I'd probably upgrade, you know, because. One of, one of my favorite things for me and my wife and for me and our family is we love getting together and watching movies and things like that. And so that would be invested into our family time. So, yeah, 10 grand, 15 minutes. I'm upgrading the surround sound and, and the sound system and the, the, my, our entertainment system, no doubt. Okay. Okay. Here's an added question. Yeah. All right. What is, what is your favorite movie? Oh, man. Okay. Let me see here. You know, I have a lot. You know, I love movies. My favorite, favorite movie of all time. Oh, man, that's tough. If I had to choose a favorite movie of all time, it would probably have to be. Now, I love acting. I love plots and I love story. I'm, I'm really big on that. So if I had to pick, man, my favorite of all time. Hold on. Give me a second, Leander. Hold on. I want to answer this with, with authenticity. All right. Uh uh, uh, let me see here. I would probably say if I had to pick number one, it would probably either be um, Titanic or Terminator 2. Mm, so you're saying the classic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like the classics, man, with the with good acting and good plot, good story, and and man, that you know, that, I would probably say those two. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, that would probably be you know, if we went back childhood, I'd probably say uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a classic all the way. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting to hot or cold. All right. All right. This is, this is exciting. So first, one, first one's easy. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, Facebook. Facebook. All right. iPad or laptop? Laptop. Okay. Football or basketball? Football. Thousand percent. We're not gonna talk about the team though. <laughs> team. <laughs> All right. Would you rather a million dollars lump sum or four thousand dollars every two weeks for the rest of your life? Uh, give me the four grand. Mm, okay. And the last one, right? Would you like church online or church in person? In person. Woo, in person. Yeah. All right. Now, that <laughs> is the icebreaker. Man, that was time. awesome. That was fun. I, I know. See, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's to get to know the guest host and everything. It. It, it's amazing to get to know you, except for the first question and the team, but it, it's still great to know, get to yeah. know you. Guys. That was all. all right. that's, that was fun, man. So now we're going to get into what we call dive, taking the dive, right? Mm-hmm. Taking the dive. It's where we get to hear what you have to say, what God has put on your heart. So go ahead. Man, well, you know, Leander, I can say, like, I, I truly believe in every day what we teach and what we help to set in a culture and agenda of at our church is, you know, building up lovers of Jesus. Uh, we we really hit on, you know, Jesus saying, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, you know, and, and I believe that if we can raise up lovers, we can help to um, instill within individuals uh, that type of love that leads us into being obedient, eliminating compromise, eliminating sin, eliminating laziness, all these different things, you know, and if there's anything here recently, man, if I can just, because there's a lot, but Leanne, I'm, I'm going to say recently, this is just from Sunday. I laid on my face before the Lord at the altar after church was over, man, just weeping, just talking with God. And uh, I was there for hours and the Lord has taken me through something. And um, what I was feeling was that, 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 that the Lord is about to bring an exposure to the mindsets of pride in the church. Mm. And now I don't just mean the haughty type of pride. I mean, the pride that says, God, I can do this better than you. So I'm not going to trust you in what you're telling me to do. It's that kind of pride that says I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with so much and life is so hard that I just can't do what God is calling me to do. And it's, it's this, this trust in man versus this trust in God. And it leads to a performance driven type of Christianity. It comes to man, you know, searching himself, trying to figure things out without God, but at the same time, confessing Jesus as Savior. And this is something that, you know, when our eyes get on ourselves and when our eyes are on him, what we'll start to see is we'll start to see this type of idolatry take place in our life to where slowly but surely we will allow disobedience to be the very thing that we're following instead of Jesus. And so that's one thing recently God has been having us pray against. Uh, we had a prayer service on Monday after Sunday service and went deep praying against that thing. 
And we saw some stuff break off some individuals, you know, and so much so, Leander, it went like this. It was an individual that was like, man, I wish I could pray and have all these different, you know, words and, you know, speak so eloquently and all these different things. And they repented because in that moment they were operating in pride, right? They were, they were saying, God, the way that you have anointed me is not good enough. I need to be like somebody else. And they had to crush that thing and repent of it, right? And so that's the one thing that I think recently since Sunday, I've really been dwelling on with the Lord is, is him exposing that type of mindset in the church, you know, because man, a lot of times we can put anything in, in front of God, you know, our ministry, the pulpit, the microphone, right? But really what it comes down to it is, is if we're in a position to where we think that we can do this better than God, uh, then that, that's the kind of thing that, that needs to break. And, and that's kind of what I've been feeling and praying about. And there, there, there's a lot that goes into it, maybe another show, another time. But I really feel like the Lord is about to bring some correction to some mindsets that say they're trusting in him. Right. They look good on the outside, but inside they're dead because they're choosing to they're choosing their way, the way they want to do it and the way they think it should be done. Yes. And. To, to, to continue on that, uh, that I feel like that's why God waited so long for this show because he was working something out of me Come on. to get this show going because there, there are sometimes, even myself, I grew up in the church and there's still some times where I would tell myself that, okay, this is what God wants to do. Let me do it this way, but do what he asked me to do. Yeah, God says, if I give you the plan, if I give you the vision, I'm going to work it out for you. All I need yeah. you to do is be the vessel. Come on. Because it, it brings me to David where David and Goliath, everybody knows the story. But before he went and fought Goliath, what happened was Saul tried to put on his armor on David. Right. Yeah. And yep. David could have said, OK, this armor is too big, but this is the king's armor. Right. God, told me that God anointed me to be king. Right. So I should go into battle like this. But David had enough. Da David had enough God in his life to know that this is not what God wants me yet. He's, yeah. in, he's anointed me to be king, but what he wants for me now is to bring him glory. So good, man. Tell and me. you know the cool thing about that too, man, is like you know, when he showed up on the scene. You know, there you're, you're exactly right. Like he could not carry another man's. And if you look at it like this. He could not carry another man's calling or anointing into battle into what God had called him into. And so as leaders and pastors, when we disciple, I'm not trying to make my church members look like me and act like me. Right. I'm trying to to help them to be like Jesus, you know, because they can't carry my my anointing or, you know, my character into battle. But the other thing is, if you look at with David in that moment, much like, you know, there was a breaking to where. Uh, you know, he could not rely on himself. He relied on what God did for him in the secret, right? God has delivered me from the lion and from the bear. What he did in secret, he's going to publicly display as well. And so that's a one bit, one thing I love about the beauty of that is, is he trusted what God had done in his life in the secret. And I think that's for me, what helps to eliminate as a leader, as a pastor, what helps to eliminate that pride or wanting to do a Sunday the way I think I should do it. Or, Oh, we have a lot of visitors. Maybe we should cut back on, on, you know, on, on going all out, you know, no, it's like, we have to trust what God is calling us into because in that place of secret, he has developed us to be able to hear and to know him. And so that just makes it easier when comes, when it, when the time comes to make a choice. And so, um, man, I, I love that. That's, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. Tell me, tell me it's good. Cause on last week, we spoke about revival and how it started mm -hmm. in that secret place. Come on, yeah. When they all came together, that's when that's when it that's when the fire ignited even Come more. On. 
I'm seeing many people believe that what what happens in the dark will come to the light. That's the, mm -hmm. they, they look at that as the bad part. Mm -hmm. What God showed me was that when when you're when you're in private with Him, your worship time, your work, your worship experience, your private time. Come on. You see, everybody thinks most people in my generation and generations after me thinking that work that you, when you run, you shout, you um, jumping all while. That's that what that happened in the service. But what really what what that was was that that's that private time. Come on. With God, like how great God was. Like on today, God showed me some things over the past weekend. And my pastor, Pastor Mary, she called me today and she she told me what God showed her, what God told her. Wow. And I could and all I was I was just silent and just amazed at what God was doing for mm. me. Come on. Pastor Mary, I'm like. <laughs> I used to not like to cry because mm -hmm. society says men shouldn't cry. But once I really dug into who God was in my yeah. life, I don't care who sees me, I'm going to yeah. cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. How great he is just makes me want to cry and get so excited. Because all I know is when I was Man. high school, <laughs> um, after we went on a teens trip and after we came back from the teens trip in the worship I would jump and mm. I would it, it would be a radical jumping it, it would be like people would say I'm like yeah. touching the ceiling and most people would they said that and I was like okay and I thought it was just something but it's just amazing and as I have went over to different churches and they see my worship, they say they get inspired through yeah. my work. And it just amazes me at how God, got, how, what God uses through me. Yeah. It's just great. Well, you know, and I know this is not the topic for tonight, but, you know, you're speaking my language. And, and for those that haven't watched, you know, and for those that don't know Pastor Mary, she's an amazing woman of God. She carries such a torch for awakening and discipleship. I just love her so much. But, you know, just to kind of like everything you just said is on point, man. Like, you know, people think that that you are you, you are shaped and formed on the platform. And that's just mm -hmm. not the case. You are shaped and formed in the secret. And we think about there's there's three things the Lord showed me that is done in secret that is some of the most impactful moments of your life. The first one is consummation of marriage. When a husband and a wife, when, when they get married and they seal the deal, they consummate, they go behind closed doors, they go in secret. They're not in public for everybody to see, okay? They're not, they don't just go and, and, and consummate their marriage and make love in public. They go behind closed doors. The next thing that happens that happens in secret is, is the forming of the baby. It's in the womb. It's hidden in the womb, in the darkness of the womb. It's in that place of secret where God knits and puts these pieces together, where it's fed so that it can be birthed within you. It's in the secret. It's in that dark place. And then the other third place is the baby delivery room. It's not open to the public. It's behind closed doors. Not everybody has access. It's in a secret place. And so for me, you know, and this is something, you know, even talking about wisdom here in a moment, like I think that everything that we do as believers, mm -hmm. a radical lifestyle is not a lifestyle found in a secret place. A regular Christian lifestyle 
should be rooted in the secret place. And without that place, man, without that place of intimacy and in the secret, we will miss a lot of things that God is calling us into because there is nothing being created that can be birthed, right? And it's always us just going from program to program. Look, Leander, I've talked to many pastors and leaders who don't visit the secret place on the regular and it shows. They just do programs. They do what the... the what the last big church was doing. They try to you know, emulate exactly what they're doing on their social media posts. It all looks the same because they're trying to formulate something that man has already done rather than getting in their secret place and starting and creating their own fire. And that's the place that we need to be rooted in, man. There's no doubt about it, is that place of secret. Right. So don't. That, that's my favorite, man. That's, man, that, that's, that's my jam right there. Speaking about that uh, program, so I'm pretty much over the media and technology part at the church mm-hmm. and what I would when I first started I would try to do what I did at another church or mm-hmm. I would try to bring what other churches did but then Pastor Mary said are you talking with God mm-hmm. is that what God is saying and so That's now cute. That that is what I do. I, I say, okay, God, what do you, where do you want to bring this ministry? Where do you want yeah. to bring this ministry? What 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 do you want to do with this ministry? How do you want this ministry to present itself on social media? How do you want this? Mm-hmm. How do you want the sound to be? How do you want to set up? So yeah. we it, it it doesn't look like every other church. It looks like Church of Promise. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. So. You're you're right. And I want to say this too, Leander, for those watching, it's not bad to get influence. You know, if if another church down the road, they have a great idea and you're like, man, that's great. Like, I I want to adopt what they're doing. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with influence, right? Because me and my friends, we share all the time, man, that's a great idea. I want to, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting counsel or, you know, from, you know, from, from godly people, but it's exactly what you just said, Leander. It's the heart posture on is God telling you to do it or are you doing it because you hope to get the same results that man got, right? right. And so that's the biggest thing. So I, I, if you see someone's like, man, that's a good idea. I want to, you know, I want to try that, you know, or whatever it may be. If it's led by the Spirit, those who are children of God are led by the Spirit of God. And so just like what Master Mary said, hey, you're doing it from the other churches, not a bad thing, but there's a better thing, right? There's a right. God thing. There's well, what is God saying? It's the Mary Martha, right? What Martha was doing, you know, she was cleaning, she was serving, but there was a better thing, and it was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And mm-hmm. so um that that that's wisdom, man. That's wisdom. Amen. So since you just said that, that brings us to our next topic. All right. The moment of encouragement, right? It, it's called the treasure hunt. It's just digging into God's word about what God has for us today. Amen. So the topic for this session is the the wisdom of God. Amen. That's good. Pastor Johnny. Yeah. So, you know, the wisdom of God, one thing I like to say a lot of times is like wisdom is acting in God's ways. You know, wisdom is not just all necessarily just the knowledge of something that to me, the wisdom is living out of that revelation of that wisdom that God has given you or that knowledge that God has given you. The wisdom of God should lead you in a place to where your lifestyle is changing. Uh, Proverbs nine ten, probably one of the most famous wisdom scriptures there is says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, a lot of times in church culture, we have the fear of man and it's a false wisdom. It leads us into this place to where we are trying to 
perform or theatrical or or get every you know kind of you know dot our i's and cross our t's and then we're in a place where we're, we're striving for perfection and we're not really going after what god wants us to do because it's not the fear of man leading us not the fear of man leading us into wisdom but it's the fear of god and so we have to be in a position there if we're going to be led into the wisdom of god we have to also fear him like to me that's the main step we're going to talk about wisdom it's that reverential fear and understanding of who god is who he is in your life, and is he king or is he just somebody that's on a Facebook post for you? And so that to me is a big piece of where wisdom can begin because wisdom is going to cause you to not just selfishly think of something or want something done the way you want it done, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like with Solomon, you know, the baby, you know, hey, well, we're just going to cut this baby in half, you know. There is a wisdom that is there. There's that there's a fear that is attached to that wisdom that causes you to not think selfishly. If you're thinking selfishly, it's probably not the wisdom of God. It's probably the wisdom of man, the fear of man. Um, uh, wisdom is, is also to me is knowing the heart of the father and you have to build relationship to know the heart of the father. I want to read to you really quick. Uh, James chapter one, verse five, it says this, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Check this out. But when you ask him, so for those that are listening, hear this. When we talk about wisdom, just hear this for a moment. He will not rebuke you for asking for wisdom. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person that is for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything you do. Let me break that down to you for those that are watching. You've been operating in disobedience. You haven't been obedient. There's been compromise. Oh, I love you, Jesus, but I'm still going to party on the weekends, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And and then you ask God for help in something. God, uh, should I start this business? God, uh, you know, should I... Uh, should I, you know, go buy this vehicle, you know, whatever it may be like you ask God for direction. God, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do with my life? And you're asking God for wisdom. Okay. But listen to what the word tells us. The word tells us that if your faith is not in God alone, you're like a sea, you're a wave at the sea that is just tossed, right? You're just tossed to and fro. And it says people like that should not expect anything. That's a big deal. Leander. A lot of times we think like, Oh, I love Jesus. Let me just ask him for direction. He's not just like this personal roadmap that, hey, go live your life the way you want to live. Have your faith in the almighty dollar and not have more faith in your bank account than in him. And then you want to ask him for wisdom on how to use your money because you spent it all. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Like this is what the word is telling us here, that such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord because their loyalty is divided. And this is a lot of times in the church where we're at is we will ask God, I don't hear God. I'm not hearing him. I don't have direction yet. I don't have direction yet. Well, probably because your loyalty is divided. Your faith is in something other than him. And that type of faith will get exposed whenever you ask him and you don't, when you inquire and you don't hear, and then you just do something and it falls apart. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know, and then like, well, I prayed about it. I thought this is what God was doing. Well, probably you were, you were divided in your loyalty and your, your faith was not in God alone. And when you ask for wisdom, don't expect anything. And so, so again, when we talk about wisdom, wisdom is always coupled, in my opinion, when we read it scripturally, scripturally, it's always coupled with an action. It's not just a thought. It's not just, it's coupled with an action. I'm actually going to read Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. It says, be careful how you live, not unwise, but as wise ones, because the days are evil. Be careful how you live, 
right? Not as unwise ones, but as wise ones. Don't live foolish, live wise. And so again, wisdom is an action. Wisdom is a lifestyle that stems from the fear of the Lord. There's always wisdom that is attached to you being an individual who is submitted to the Lordship of God under the fear of the Lord. Like that, that reverential fear, that, that honor, that, that, that love, that thing that brings you into you, create, you, you saying yes to what God is telling you to do. Uh, Proverbs 11, 2, I'm gonna hit you with another one. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. Mm. But with humility comes wisdom. Now think about that, because the Bible also tells us that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Well, within that type of grace, there's also a wisdom, right? There is an empowering for you to know what God's heart is and what you should do in that moment, right? The wisdom of the Lord. The wisdom of the Lord is not just for you to sit on. More than likely, when you are asking God for wisdom, it's for something that you need to do. <laughs> you know, like, like when, when, when we were praying, I'll give you an example. When we were praying about our, our, our chairs in our church, so we launched our church three years ago. Destiny Church just had its third year anniversary. Hallelujah. Um, in the beginning, we needed chairs. And so I'm going to be honest with you, Lander. I, I looked up, uh, I went to like ch church chairs or something like that.com, something like that. And I was like, man, these are some, these are pricey. I didn't want to get, just get plastic chairs. that will break in a year. I was like, these are pricey. So I went to my wife and I said, look, we need to pray for it, for a check or for somebody to bless us so we can buy some chairs. Well, that night I was in prayer and God's like, did you think not to ask me for some chairs? And I was like, oh, God, yeah, forgive me, forgive me. You know, I wanted because I, I was going to pray for that seed. So that's right. I thought that it was something that, 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 was, that was good, right? I'm going to pray for a seed to be sown for our chairs to come. Hey, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. But God was like, are you not going to ask me for this thing? And so I said, okay, Lord, well, I'm going to inquire of you. Like, we need chairs. You know that we need chairs. And he ended up blessing us with chairs. Within those next few days, a church in our area contacted me. Uh, and they had some chairs for free, beautiful chairs in perfect condition, the exact amount that we needed and more for our church. And so when I was inquiring for wisdom from the Lord, hey, this is something we need to do. How should we do it? How should we go about it? I need help. I need direction in this. I need some wisdom, God. You know, it, it sounded good, right? I'm going to go pray for somebody to sow a seed. And God's like, what are yeah. you talking about? You don't need no seed. Let me do it. And so that, that fear of the Lord is, oh, yes, sir. I repent. You know, my bad. You know, in that moment, in that humility, there was wisdom that produced something, right? There were, there were, and so that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of times when there's wisdom, when you're asking for wisdom, it's, it's out of something that's going to require some action. It's out of something that's going to require you to do something uh, in that moment. Because um, in wisdom, there is value and there is wealth. The, the Proverbs tells us that, that getting wisdom is better than gold. And so there is a wealth and a value that is attached to wisdom and you asking God for wisdom in your life. But it's going to take you not having divided loyalty, divided loyalty. If you have that, I'm telling you, if you're operating outside of the realm of faith, but you're still claiming Jesus and you're like, I don't know what he wants me to do with my life. Everything's crazy. Check your loyalty. Check where your faith is at. Check where your heart is at. Because if there's any kind of division there, the Bible tells us, not Johnny, not Leander, not Destiny Church, not Church of Promise, but the word of God tells us that such people should not expect anything if they're, if they're, if they're divided in that. Um, uh, I'll say this too, man. Uh, I know this is kind of a mouthful for those watching, but I hope this is okay. Um, but James, I'm going to read this real quick. This is in James 3. Um, verse 13 says this, if you are wise 
and you understand God's ways, you ready for this? Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility, there it is again, that comes from wisdom. I'm going to read it again. This is James chapter 3, verse 13. If you're wise and you understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. Wisdom will be attached to an action from the Father's heart. Wisdom is not just for you to sit on and just to think about, and it's not just smarts, right? It's not just, you know, that this wisdom is, is you're going to prove that you're living in the wisdom of God in that fear of the Lord by what your life is producing. Leander, I know that we could probably look at people and we can see if the fear of the Lord is in them because right. there's people out there that are, they're, 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 oh yeah, yeah, I love Jesus. I'm, you know, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, Jesus. But we see their Facebook pictures, you know, no, hey, we see what they're, you know, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like every weekend they're partying, you know, every weekend they're drinking, you know, cuss words on this. Like there's just no fruit from a life that is completely consecrated to the Lord. Like just being honest in this moment, right? No, you know, um, because I was once an enemy of God when I didn't believe in Jesus before I got saved. You know what I mean? And so I understand what it's like to be in a place where there is no fear of the Lord. I, I understand how, you know, I was, I was a non-believer myself before I wasn't raised in church or nothing like that. And so there is just something attached to that wisdom that if you truly are living in wisdom and understand God's ways, you'll show it by the way you live your life. Right. Great. Glory. So, so wisdom, God's wisdom. All right. I'm looking at both screens to see if you have any comments. But as you were saying that it's, we, we can't go to God, ask for wisdom, and then go another way and go. Yeah away from what he wants us to do, we have to be, as in the icebreaker, we have to be either hot or cold. We can't be lukewarm. Yeah. Right? We, we have, to, God's wisdom isn't, how can I put it? it, it God's wisdom isn't like a genie. It, mm -hmm. it isn't like, oh, we come to it when we need it. God's wisdom, it's, as, I like how you said that wisdom is tied with action. Yeah, I, I love that. By the way, it yeah. is, so if we don't, if we're not completely with God, if we're not completely for God, and we ask for His wisdom, and then get mad when yeah. He wants us to do something we don't want to do. For instance, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to use me. For instance, <laughs> here's the thing. When, when I was in Japan, I did, I would go out drinking every weekend pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I told God, I want more of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would go to church on Sundays, but I'll still go out on weekends right and i'm still not upholding the character he wants me to uphold right i'm still saying god i want more of you i'm not seeing anything right and then one sunday the minister came up and he talked about a christian's character i'm like okay 
Okay, God, I understand now. Yeah. So we, we can't. We can't say we want more of God and we can't want all the benefits of a Christian walk, but not put anything in it. Correct. Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, think about it like this, man. Like how much wisdom in there is there in you saying, hey, God, I need a financial breakthrough. I'm coming to you now for direction on a financial breakthrough. And then within the next hour, you go down to the bank and you take out a massive loan and get yourself in debt, unable to pay back because you don't got any money. That right. is not wisdom. God would never tell you to go in debt to owe any man, you know, don't owe any man anything except love. He would never tell you to go and get a loan for something you can't pay back. There's no wisdom in that. Yet, how many times have we done that in our life where we pray? And we're like, God, I need direction. I need help with this. I need wisdom. How do I navigate these waters? What do I do through here? God help. And within the next hour, he doesn't answer us or he, you know, that, that, you know, he doesn't come the way that we think we should come. So we do it ourselves. We do it in our own power. Well, that's, that's the word. You're, you're, the Lord knows your heart. He sees if your loyalty is divided. He already sees where your faith is at. And I'm telling you um, that, that, that those that, that are approaching God out of reverential fear, there's going to be exposure in that. Because you're going to find yourself digging, digging yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole when the entire time there's a ladder right next to you. But you keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper, right? right. And so that, that's the kind of thing is like, what kind of wisdom is that? God, I need help financially. And then you go and take out a loan that you cannot pay back. You know, God, I need help with a vehicle. And then you go purchase a vehicle that you cannot pay for that's going to get repoed in four or five months. And then you're going to be like, God, why did you let that happen? Girl, woman, boy, man, you wasn't supposed to be in that vehicle to begin with. You know what I mean? So if you would have just trusted him, that's what I'm saying. And so the, the, the wisdom is, is no doubt it is it is an action that, that is that is it's in that place of trust with him, man. It's in that place where you're tucked in to trusting and understanding. We had a situation happen with us. This was probably a few months ago, but um, we had kind of a financial thing where my wife was like, hey, we need to pray for our finances. And I was like, you know what? We will pray for our finances, but we're not going to fear. And me and her looked. We, we got into a place. We're not going to fear. We trust you, God. You got this. And that was it. And within the next hour, we had a we had a very nice seed that was sown into us just like that. It blew our minds. We're like, you know what I mean? But God took care of it because I believe that our heart was trusting him and saying, God, we're not. Oh, let me pick up more hours. Let me let me let me work, you know, on, on a on a church day. I can't go to church because I got to work overtime because I need money. No, there was nothing that we put into ourselves. But we said, God, we trust you. And within, within just a matter of a matter of time, he blessed us more than we ever thought was imaginable. And so um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you fear the Lord. Beloved, if you're listening, if there's a true reverential fear, if there's a true fear of the Lord, your life will display it. There will be fruit of it. Yeah. And what what this, what God just gave me was Jonah, right? Mm. So God gave Jonah, yeah, Jonah, an assignment, right, to go preach to Nineveh. Yeah. But Jonah didn't want to do that. So he went the opposite way, right? And then... God brought forth a storm. And during, in the storm, everyone on the boat was afraid what to do. Mm. Right? And then they pulled straws at what to do. And Jonah pulled the shortest straw. 
And Jonah could have said, you know what? It's my fault. The mm. storm came because I didn't listen to God. So let's go back to shore and I'm going to get off there. Mm. But God just gave me this revelation is that he says, you know what? I'm stopping y'all from going to where y'all going. So I'm going to get off now. I'm going <laughs> to jump into the water. You see, yeah. God's wisdom may not seem logical to man's standards. Come on. It may Come on. seem impractical. It may not seem like what we should do yeah. to man's standard. But because of Jonah jumped in, God saved him and he went on to Nineveh and to do what God asked him to do. Mm -hmm. You see, if he would have went, went back to shore, he would have went back home and he may, maybe would have been distracted again by his own thoughts or maybe he would have said, you know what? Eh, God's not going to do that again. He, he can't send yeah. a storm on me on dry land. But instead, he says, you know what, Lord? I, I know what you want me to do, so I'm going to jump into the water. So, Come yeah. on. That's good, man. And, and that's the cool thing, too, is like sometimes we think that like we have to get comfortable in mm. order to do the things God are calling, calling us to do. But most of the time that when God is calling you to do something, you'll probably be in the most uncomfortable state you've ever been in. <laughs> and that's why we have the comforter. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to bring us comfort there. So. Cause yeah, I love, I love how God gives me revelation and a lot of revelation he gives me sometimes is with pregnancy, right? Mm -hmm. And one thing he gave me was that for a baby to be born is through pregnancy, it's through a womb. Mm -hmm. And the baby's going to feel comfortable Right. But to the mother, the mother gets uncomfortable at times. Yeah. See, the bigger the baby gets, the more uncomfortable the pregnancy becomes. The excited the baby gets, the uncomfortable the baby becomes. Come on. What God was giving me was that when we are birthing something God has given us, it's going to make us feel uncomfortable. Come on. The, gets, the closer it gets to delivery, to flourishing, it's going to get uncomfortable. Yes, sir. So, on, some things are going you're going to get rid of some clothes that you used to wear you're going to get rid of you're going to have an appetite from th some, for some things you didn't have an appetite Come for on. Yeah. for instance I started I started listening to um, who was it it was Joseph Prince mm -hmm. uh, when God gave me God brought back this vision to me. I started reading some books. I started doing, I started back to my uh, nightly routine. When God has something in you and it starts to grow, it's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Come on. You see, it, it, for, he may wake you up in the middle of the night. He may say, you know what? I need you to go take a walk. I need you to Go to the store. Yeah. I need you to do something to get out your comfort zone. Mm. So, yeah. That's good, man. And if we tie it all back, man, you know, if if our faith is not in him, 
mm-hmm. right? If the fear of the Lord is not there, then we won't be acting out of God's wisdom. It'll just be man's wisdom. It'll be man's knowledge. And the fear of man doesn't lead to anything um, of, of godly wisdom. And and I think you're right, man, because, you know, just like you just said a moment ago to kind of tie that into it is like, you know, if God wakes you up and I've heard many testimonies of people waking God up and saying, Hey, go to this convenience store, go to this supermarket, whatever. And they go and people get radically healed and set free from God, set free from addictions and they give their hearts to Jesus. So what you're saying for those that are watching, they're like, Oh, you know, why would God wake me up in the middle of the night? It happens, you know? And so I've I've been there plenty of times where God was like, Hey, I need you to go to this address. I need you to go here. And so, but if, if, if there was no fear of the Lord in that moment of me walking in obedience and me, and it was just like this, this, only fearful of him, so to speak, or only walking in wisdom when I need something, it would be very easy for me to be like, I'm not doing it. Not right now. Or, you know, that's not God. He wouldn't ask me to wake up at four in the morning and go down to the truck stop to pray for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, but, but again, so like, so, so to say all that is like, there's, there's no doubt about it, man. It's like wisdom is key and necessary as we live this life. And as we birth things of God, wisdom is necessary in God's direction is what's going to bring about the biggest impact for what we do. Hmm. I love that. I love that word impact, by the way. Glory, glory. Because if you can see the logo right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and that is where, this is just the start to what God is bringing. Come on, man. This show, my ministry, my business, the the church, the community. This is just a start because I'm also been studying kingdom and God has been bringing me to people about kingdom and people have been talking about kingdom because God is getting God said it kingdom so his kingdom will be done on earth yeah and through his kingdom it be impact impact in lives but the very first thing we need is God his love come on if you want impact done in your life, you need God. Yeah. You need Noah. Jesus. You see, Noah ended up on the top of the mountain after the flood, right? But the very first thing he got from God was instructions. Mm. He got instructions to build the boat. Come on. And like I, like I said earlier, to build a boat at this time, it was dry, they didn't see rain. Yeah. rain was pretty much unthought of in this yeah. time. Come on, so he got instructions from God and through his wisdom. Because Noah wasn't a builder, he wasn't a contractor, he was he he worked, he had a vineyard, he was a mm-hmm. gardener, he was a farmer. But he got instructions from God, and through the wisdom of God, yeah, he built an ark that saved thousands of animals and his family and brought them to the mountaintop. And so brought impact to his family and throughout the nation. Yeah. So, yeah. That's and good. That's so good. Man, when I think about impact, there's this old movie. I think it was called Deep Impact or any any movie way back when that was about meteors striking the earth. Right. You know, when you think about impact, and for me, every time I hear impact, I think about that change agent because I think about like the kingdom brings impact. So it's like, here's this meteor and here's whatever it is that that's that's in your life, in your way, whatever it is. When the kingdom hits it, it transforms it. Right. Think about all those old movies. When a meteor struck, there was a big crater. There was a big hole. It demolished everything. It tore apart cities. When impact happens, 
it changes whatever it's impacting. And this right. is a beautiful thing about the kingdom. When you, when you deliver the heart of God is that impact, that boom that it makes, that whatever it hits, it's going to ultimately change. It's going to just completely destroy. Uh, and so I, I like that too, man. I like the understanding of the impact. And, and think about it, man, like what you're doing here brings an impact because there could be somebody watching that maybe they're finding themselves in a financial situation where they haven't been trusting God, you know? And, and so maybe that, that quick word about finances impacted and hit them in such a way that it's changing their entire mindset on the way they look about trusting God and finances. So, man, there, there's no doubt about it, man. What, what you're doing is going to bring an impact to the kingdom Amen. and to the world around you. Yeah. So. To recap, right? Yeah. So. We need, from last week, we talked about God's love, right? And how his love transformed us from mm. being sinners. How his love transformed us from what we used to be and what we used to do, right? And to today, we're talking about his wisdom. So we go from his love, right, from what we used to do to now we have his wisdom. Yeah. Okay. So... If you don't know what you're doing, right, this is this Christian thing is new to me. This Christian walk is new to you. Right. God's wisdom will help you. I said it last week. God is with you and he'll never forsake you. When you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he is with you and he'll never forsake you. Come on. So if you have any questions about this Christian walk, you can go to him. And you're probably saying, but he's not this physical person I can talk to. But I want to let you know, God is listening and he will talk back to you. Yes, he will. Listen, God talks to me daily. And it's just amazing that he takes the time to talk to me. And after all the things I did in my past, he still <laughs> takes the time to talk to me. Yeah, he's, he's ready to talk to you. He's ready to worship with you. See, you see, many people believe that worship is an event where you jump, you shout, you sh you run around. But worship is a moment of intimacy with God, mm. where you communicate together, where you get to know each other, yeah. where you just talk together. Yeah, I I, I love it that worship and all the other things in worship is evidence of worship. Yeah. Like this jumping and shouting is evidence of worship with God. But yeah. It's good. Come and talk to God. If you if you have a problem with anything, God is ready and willing to talk to you about yes. it. Yes. Yes. This is amazing. I'm yeah, you're no you're you're on point, man. Like it's, you know, I remember after getting saved, you know, and if you are watching and you're like, hey, I am a new Christian. Where do I go? What do I do? There's no better place than getting your face in your word. OK. Uh, and, and finding Jesus in the secret place. That's 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 where the father is. And, and 
And, and there's a place, you know, when Jesus says Jesus withdrew often to the wilderness, you know, he, he often withdrew uh, uh, to, to go and be with God, you know. And so whenever he was led by the spirit of the Lord into the wilderness, even in those solitary moments, I like to think about that wilderness with God. I like to just kind of think about it as like, you know, this this complete solitary pulling away, you know, to be alone with God. And we have that opportunity every day. The wilderness is not a bad place, <laughs> you know. And so if you're watching, you know, and you are new to Christianity and, and you recently gave your heart to Jesus and maybe these past few weeks have been very difficult and you haven't found a church home yet and you're just trying look, go to the secret place. Just go find him. Go, go make time to be, turn off the Facebook notifications, put the phone away, you know, shut the door behind you and just go be alone. Like just, just don't let anything take your, take away your gaze. Don't let anything distract you from that place of just being intimate with Jesus. Because a lot of what we're talking about, the wisdom, the direction being used by God, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, all these things flow from you establishing and building a relationship with Jesus, a, a personal relationship with Jesus where you are being intimate, right? Because think about it, Leander, what does the word say? That, that many said that we, you know, we've cast out demons in your name. We've healed the sick in your name. We did all these, we had revival in your name, Jesus. And he said, depart from me. I never knew you. We were never intimate together. That word no is that intimacy type word. And so with that being said, like, I just want to let those know, like, if you're here and, and maybe you've been serving God for a while, maybe your, your fire's gone out a little bit or whatever, get back to the secret place. If, if the wisdom that we've been talking about today, like you want wisdom on how to direct your life or God help me in my job or whatever it is, go to the secret place. If you want, you know, like, hey, how do I know more of the truth? I want to get revelation like you guys. Go to the secret place. Hey, I want to pray for somebody and see them recovered. Go to the secret place. Like this is this is where all believers should be rooted in is this place of intimacy with Jesus. And that, that's my heart, man. Like that will always be my heart. I'll never get tired of talking about it, but everything that I've ever done comes from that place of secret. Love it. Whew. Telling you, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Telling you, cause it's amazing because I always understood the scripture when two or three are gathered. Like that, I heard that scripture, I understand that scripture, but it's just amazing to see that scripture in action. Because yeah. when when two or three are gathered and God is and it's in God's God, it he's in the midst, he shows up and he shows out. Yeah. And I just love it. And that's a, that's a part of this episode. It's not just me talking about who God is and what God can do and what God can do in your in others' lives, it's myself connected with another individual in God and yeah, why God show up and show out. I just, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I yeah. was, here's the thing. God gave me you and your wife, but I'm like, yes, God, I love it because I don't know if you, you know this, but you and your brother have always, I've always looked at you and your brother as like, something God has put in my life to let me know wow. that when you walk with me, you're going to see miracle signs and wonders. When you wow. walk with me, you're going to see what I'm doing in that life, in your life. I'm like, yes. Because every time, because <laughs> every time y'all came to Church of Promise, y'all have given testimonies about yeah. how y'all have been to Walmart, how y'all went to stores, or how y'all just went to different places and y'all just evangelizing how y'all just prayed and seen miracle signs and wonders. I'm like, God, I want that. <laughs> walk with me. 
talk with me and you'll see it. Come on. So, so yeah. That's that's so good, man. That's so so on point. And 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 man, that that's an honor. You know, I take that as an honor uh, because you know that's that's discipleship. It's 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 in a place to where you're living a lifestyle that lets another believer know what's accessible. Like there's like I don't care if you have millions following you or if you have two following you. Like if you're doing what God has called you to do, like that's success in the kingdom. You know, because if it was all about numbers, I mean, because you just brought that scripture where two or three are gathered. Like Jesus shows us just how, how, how unimportant numbers really are. He's not like, Hey, when you get a big service of 300 people, then I'll be in the midst. No, he's like, Hey, you just need two or three people. That's it. You know what I'm saying? A husband and a wife and their kids. Like that's what, just a husband and a wife. Like all you need is two, you know, and, and I'll be there in the midst with you. And so like, you know, the, the thing that I love about that is the understanding that like, that he, he wants to show up. Right. right. He makes it easy. He makes it easy where two or three are gathered in his name. He makes it easy. And so so when we come together, like what we're doing right now, man, and I'm, I don't know about you, but I, like, I'm, I'm able to just feel the tangible presence of God right now. And uh, it's just like overwhelming me and uh, just feels really heavy. But like in moments like this where we're just talking about Jesus, where we're talking about the, the, the things of God, you know, where we're talking about his you know, his, his teachings. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing, man. And I, I love it. I love what you're, you're able to, what, what you're doing here to give people a voice and a platform to be able to talk about Jesus, to talk about intimacy, to talk about wisdom and whatever else happens. But man, it, it's an honor to hear you say that because that's really been my whole life. If, if I can live in such a way, uh, living like Jesus, right. And the best way that I can being led by the spirit of the Lord, encourage another brother or sister to just want to be a lover, to equip them to a jealousy for Jesus, man, that, that's, that, that's a, that's a great place to be. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Woo. So, Jesus. So that is taking the dive and the treasure hunt, getting what God has for us to this evening. Just letting you know, God loves you. God wants to be a part of your life. And he is really, he is ready and willing to be a part of your life. So if you do not know him and you're watching this video, he wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to know him. And... We want to in- invite you into into his family and get to get to know him. So, um, you can contact if Brother Johnny don't mind. You can contact Brother Johnny. You can contact myself. You can comment in the comments. You can yeah. uh, send a message to the Facebook page, and we can talk with you about who God is and how you can get in- invite him into your family. So I'm just saying. Get invited, get to know who he is, get to know what he has for your life. Amen. Mm. Hold on. Lost him. There we go. <laughs> All right. Hey, man, I'm not sure what just happened right there. (laughs) So, um, so if you would like to receive salvation, just go ahead and uh, message us and we can 
we can get you in to know who God is and who he Come is on. in your life and what he has for your life. But if you are recently, if you recently received Christ, but you say, I want a church home in my, where I can get to know him or I need a pastor who can shepherd me into what God has for me. Mm. Go ahead and come in and we can get you in the right direction. And just mm. like Pastor Johnny said, get into that secret place with God, right? Yeah. You, you accepted God in private and you accepted him in public. Now get in that secret place again with God and see what he has for Mom. you. To know. Because he has someone, he has a pastor just for you. Yeah. And the thing I realized, not every pastor is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. God has called a pastor just for you. Yeah. So get in that secret place so good. for you to go. Amen. So good. That's so good, bro. Now you're you hit it on the head, man. And, and one thing, too, is like, you know, for those that are, you know, giving their heart to Jesus for the first time or, you know, maybe you're in a place where, you know, you need to repent and come back like the Bible tells us that as we draw close to God, he'll draw close to us. Right. And so our access is unlimited uh, because Jesus on the cross, the veil's torn. We can now come boldly into that throne room of grace and we can now come boldly into the presence of God. And so whether you've been serving God for a thousand years or you just got saved two seconds ago, like he's calling you into the deep with him. Like he is calling you into this place to where it's just you and him and allowing him to mold you, to shape you, to change your mindsets. Because when you give your heart to Jesus, you're transferred from that kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. And so there is a complete transfer. You're not 50% saved. You're not 60% saved. You're not 99.9% saved. He completely restores you and makes you whole. It's then up to you to make the choice to continue in that salvation. It's that you making the choice. Because if I'm just going to say, Oh, a sinner's prayer. Lord, forgive me over my sins coming to my heart. But I'm not ready to put down the pipe. I'm not ready to stop sleeping around. I'm not ready to stop watching pornography. Come on. You know what I mean? Like there there wasn't a true repentance in that moment. And so I really want to encourage you that that he makes it easy to serve him. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he makes it so easy to serve him. And, um, you know, are you going to have to go through trials? Yes. Will you have to go through things that are going to be rough? Absolutely. Are you going to find yourself in storms? Oh, yeah. But when you're rooted in him, when you're grounded and anchored in him, you can do it all with joy. Amen. And I love how you said that because I think I sent you the uh, foundation of scripture, right? Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter four, verse 19. Uh, you, you may have. I'd have to go back and check. Um, and that's where God called the disciples mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm being fishermen to be fishermen of men to be disciples and and that is what God is doing he's calling you from what you used to to you're called in him he's calling you from for instance he called me from being an alcoholic to being a man of God he called me from being selfish to being a father he's called me from being who I used to call myself to being who he who he has called me. Yes. And that is pretty much what God said about the show. I'm calling many from who they thought they were, who the world called them to be, to be who I called them. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And that's Jesus. Like, he transforms, you know, and, and, and that's why we need to be in his word and be in his presence. He transforms 
He renews, the word of God renews us, it cleanses us, it washes us, it, it helps us to take on that new nature. And you're absolutely right, man. Like, you know, we're, we're not who we once were. Our, our old man is gone, our old man is dead, that old nature is gone, our new nature is hidden in Christ. And so um, that, that's a big deal, man. It's a big deal, you know, because whenever people see me, who I haven't seen in years, and they remember me, we had a guy, check this out, bro. We had a guy that came to our church, okay? He got invited by a friend. And I introduced myself and he goes, wait a second, are you Johnny Acevedo from Orangefield? And I was like, yeah. He's like, man, I went to some of your like heavy metal concert shows that you had at your house. And I was like, oh yeah. He was like, dude, can I be honest with you? I was like, sure. He said, I thought you would be dead by a heroin overdose by now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but God, right? But. What a testimony is like, you know, things, you know, things like that. Like people that, that remember me from way back when, when I tell them, like, when they see the fruit of my life, that's all through Jesus and all because of Jesus and abiding in Jesus. It's like, man, it, it really displays to them this real Jesus who died on a cross for them, who is a very real God, right? There is evidence. I didn't take any programs or, you know, I didn't go through any 12 steps, even, you know, for me personally, I didn't need any of that. It was just a yes to Jesus and he delivered me. And that kind of saving power is accessible to all people. I don't care if you're atheist, agnostic, Buddhist, you know, alcoholic, drug dealer, running dope houses, cocaine user, like it doesn't matter. Like none of that intimidates Jesus and what was accomplished on that cross. And 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 you haven't run too far away from him and you haven't set yourself in too much of an opposition to where he can't get to you. It's just all about you making that choice to say yes to him. Glory. <laughs> awesome that is into the deep we want to thank pastor johnny for being a part of this amazing discussion and again if you have any questions comments you want salvation rededication or looking for a church you can go ahead and message us too and we'll get you in direct in the right direction which is god by the way <laughs> we're we, we gonna pray with you come on we're going to pray with you for God to give you the right direction and the wisdom. Amen. Come on. Amen. Thank you. And um, Pastor Johnny, if you don't mind, this prayer is out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll close with this too. Um, again, if you're watching, you have questions about God. Um, maybe you're in a place where you've just found yourself being tormented over these past few weeks. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of lies that you've been believing. I feel like there's going to be somebody who's going to be watching this that you've just been believing a lot of lies from the enemy. You're having a lot of kind of torment in your mind. I want to let you know you're not possessed, okay? It's just some really heavy oppression because the enemy's trying to rob you of identity. And so if, if, you're, if you've been feeling that, reach out to one of us. We'd love to pray with you. But I really feel like there's going to be viewers that they're going to be in that position where they've been being attacked by, um, by, by you know, a robbing of their identity. And I want to tell you, you're not possessed. It's just an oppression that the enemy's trying to rob you of your identity. Uh, and again, Leander, thank you for having me on. You're amazing, man. Uh, keep loving Jesus. This is going to be so fruitful. Uh, and so I'm just very thankful. But let's pray. Uh, God, you're good. I thank you for your friendship. I thank you for your love. Uh, I thank you for sending your son down across so that we can be in relationship. So now there's no more veil that we can have direct, unlimited access into you daily. Thank you, Lord, that you are quick to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Thank you that you've called us to be in such a place to where we can carry your presence, carry your oil, carry your fire, and just be carriers of your spirit. 
And now, Lord, I'm just praying that there would just be an increase of knowledge for those that are watching, an increase of knowledge for all of us of going deeper and what it means to go deeper into your presence. That we would find ourselves walking in the fear of the Lord on a daily basis, eliminating compromise, eliminating sin, eliminating those, those secret things no one knows about. Father, that you would just equip us to walk in integrity and in honor, that you would equip us to walk in such a godly character, even when no one's watching, that you would put us in position and you would shake us so that our faith is tested so that we can truly see what our faith is in. God, I pray that you would just bring an exposure to any minds that are operating in a prideful uh, type of mentality. God, that you would just bring us back to you, bring the body back to you. So I pray that for all watching and all of us here, keep us in that place of first love, just like Mary, keep us at your feet, seeking, worshiping, being intimate, loving and desiring more to where nothing else satisfies us but you, Jesus. And we pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Sing it one more time. 
together if you love them if you love them if you love them I want to introduce to you B.R.L. <laughs> 